Welcome, my dear friends. Uh, welcome to BQ&A. This is the program where uh, we respond to difficult questions uh, uh, regarding God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and uh, where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, and I'm your host today. Very good to be with you. Thank you for tuning in. I like to welcome straight away our co-host uh, Tracy Papandreou. It's good to have you with us, Tracy, again. Thanks, Nick. Hi, and hi to all the listeners. Oh well, um, uh, I believe uh, our listeners. You know, if you had the chance to listen to our programs during the week, uh, it was a quite fiery uh, topic <laughs> for the whole week. Even though here we kind of crying a little bit of uh, cold, you know, and uh, um, yeah, winter, it's, uh, it's here and we cannot complain, but we have to adjust, adapt to that. Uh, but yes, during uh, the week, we, uh, we have um, uh, quite a, a bit of discussion about uh, uh, hell and fire and, you know, judgment. Uh, um, you know, uh, when we ask this uh, question, uh, Tracy, at the beginning you know, of the week, uh, how good was God when he created hell? And, you know, many people are asking, actually, um, how can God be a loving God when it's so much suffering around? And then also when you talk about the... Um, everlasting punishment, you know, hell and all those things. And it's so much... Um, There's a lot of confusion about conf- it. Yeah, yeah. so much uh, confusion in the world and not only in the world, in Christendom. You yes, know, many absolutely. people who profess, you know, to to believe in God and to have faith in God, they, they can have um, question marks. Absolutely. Uh, but thank you, yeah, thank to all of our um, uh, co-hosts, you know, and uh, all the people who prepared uh, some of those programs that uh, we clarify some of the things from the Bible. And we are looking forward now for the program today, uh, Tracy, to, um, to see... Uh, does God promise a future, you know? Uh, yes, after all of the hellfire and everything all of this week, we yeah. want to leave people on a um, on a positive on, on note. On a positive uh, note. Um, now, Tracy, as we usually have on Friday, um, David Delima from Family Voice Australia, uh, we're not able to... To, to have him in the studio and I, uh, I had an interview with him over Zoom just uh, a little bit earlier uh, and I would like to um, play that interview first and we'll come back but before we do that also we just want to let our listener listeners know that they can get in touch with us yes they yes. Uh, can send us a text a message um, um, a comment, whatever they like. Uh, we want to get to know you more, listeners. Absolutely. Let us know who you are. Let us know your comments. We, we really want to have you interact with us. And we have also something for you, which will, uh, we have a, a free gift, uh, which we'll talk about that probably after uh, David's interview. But the number which I would like you to jot it down is 04 888 
0711. That's the number where you can send us a message. You cannot call on that number, but you can write a text and uh, just share with us. Uh, talk to us about the topic we are going to uh, discuss today, or if you've been uh, listening during the week and you have a question in your mind regarding to the previous programs, just uh, feel free to share with us. And Nick, it might be because this is a drive time program that maybe they're actually driving right now and they're not able to note that down. But just a reminder that they can catch the programs on the podcast mm-hmm. and they can make a note of our regular number at that point in time. And, and even after the show, we're happy to uh, receive our texts and, and your comments. That's a very good uh, point, uh, Tracy, because we're encouraging our listeners, you know, to text us, you know, straight away. We like to, and probably sometime we, we don't have as many as we know that people are listening and they commenting because we have on database, you know, uh, people with all, all sorts of comments there. But yeah, because they are driving right now. Eh? <laughs> yeah, unless yeah, you, we don't, we want to encourage safe driving. So, yeah. Unless you want to just uh, pull over yeah. <laughs> for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, send us a text. Uh, do that if you feel like. Uh, let's listen to the interview which we had just a little bit early with David Delima, and we'll be back uh, live. It's good to have David Delima from Family Voice Australia with us once again, and this time uh, through Zoom because David is not able to be with us uh, today in the studio. But uh, welcome, uh, David, from uh, the beautiful city of Port Augusta. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be broadcasting, and we do thank God for technology, which enables us to provide the information, even though I'm not able to be in Adelaide today with you. Absolutely. Hey, David, uh, as uh, the week uh, just progressed, and uh, we really tackle a, a very interesting subject, talking about uh, uh, hell and judgment, and uh, uh, just... Uh, you know, for the last few days, uh, we are talking about is hell real? What and where is hell? And how mm. did Christ relate it to judgment and uh, hell? Does the hell burn forever? Where did the hellfire uh, teaching um, originated? You know, we tackled this uh, very very interesting topic because uh, you hear a lot in the um, Christendom and not only, uh, even in media everywhere about uh, hell and fire and all those things. Mm-hmm. And we are going to to look a little bit more into the aspect of uh, doesn't God promise a future? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, is, is God the, mm-hmm. the one who, who is interested in punishment and uh, all mm-hmm. those things? And Today I may like to talk to you from a perspective of um, looking back in in the Bible and in history about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, and David, uh, it's been suggested that the destruction of the city of Sodom is a warning to the modern world. Yes. What are your thoughts on this suggestion? Yes, yes, the... The, the situation is, as you describe, uh, what has happened to the ancient city of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, is a warning for today. Uh, Ruth Graham, who was the wife of the great evangelist, once said, if God doesn't soon bring judgment upon America, he'll have to go back and apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. It's an incredible statement, and that really relates to the words of Jesus, which are in Luke's gospel, the eighth chapter, 
Mm. And Jesus, Jesus talks about the way in which his, his people give good things to a city but are not always welcome. He says, when you enter a town and are welcomed, then you heal the sick and you tell them there, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this. This is what we're to say. The kingdom of God has come near. And then Jesus says, I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Now, what day is he, is he speaking about? He's speaking about a future day of judgment. Mm-hmm. So we shake the dust off our feet and we know that it will be more bearable on the day of judgment coming than for Sodom, than for that town. So Sodom was destroyed, but it's really a parable of what will happen in the future. But we need to recognize that there's more to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah than what we normally think of, which is sexual aberration. And so that's something that I think we ought to look at much more clearly from Scripture. Right. And while you're mentioning that, David, um, uh, you know, we we know from the Bible uh, in particular that um, Sodom and Gomorrah, there were a place there where uh, sexual immorality was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Unbelievable. And you yes. mentioned a bit earlier um, about that uh, if things are going to continue in America the way it goes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you, you quoted uh, somebody there. And um, now I know there is some news going on also um, right is, now in, yes. in America. Can you share a little bit on that just before yes, we move yes. on? It, it ties in quite nicely. Just news this week that the state of Florida has banned transgender women and girls from competing in girls' and women's sports in public schools. So this is common sense. It's a victory for common sense, finally. So uh, as bad as America is, they sometimes do repent, and a number of states have repented on the matter of abortion, but they still haven't been very successful there because of the Supreme Court judgments. But the state of Florida has said that uh, if it's a man who has undergone some treatment and wants to identify as a woman, or as a girl, well, that, no, you can't compete in girls' and women's sports in public schools. So I'm very pleased with that, and it, it gives hope that we can indeed repent, and sexual sin is just one of many. Now, as we look at Scripture in relation to Sodom and Gomorrah, we need to look not only at the Genesis account, there are a number of references throughout Scripture, but Ezekiel chapter 16, it's a very... Uh, overlooked passage, but it speaks about the sins of Sodom. Mm-hmm. And it says that the people of Sodom were, and I quote, arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. And then it goes on to speak about perversion as well. But before we get to perversion, uh, and before any of us point the finger at others, we've got to point the finger at ourselves, because being arrogant, overfed, what a problem that is in our churches. Uh, and unconcerned and not helping the poor and needy. So before we say, oh, yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah, homosexuality, judgment of God, we need to think about all of the sins of Sodom, which include being arrogant, overfed, unconcerned, and not helping the poor and needy. So we just need to get our thinking straight there, uh, straight away there, Nick. 
Yeah, you're right, uh, David. And, and as you mentioned, you know, earlier, it's good to see, particularly in the part of the world where we, when we look at, uh, in America, we're thinking all the bad stuff comes from there, you know, and, uh, uh, but we know also that America was formed because of uh, great God's people, you know, who wanted to yeah. serve God. Now, we can easily uh, swing, you know, from one side to the other, and that's not what um, God will uh, will want us to do, you know. God yes. wants us to be uh, solid into the understanding and teaching, uh, teachings of the Bible. Now, Yes. Just let me ask you again, um, what does the Bible say as to why Sodom was destroyed? Yes. Well, what we, what we don't uh, recognize adequately in Scripture is that, yes, judgment occurred, but prior to that, there was a tremendous work of grace. So, in fact, the real issue was that they didn't respond to grace, and this is the point that Jesus makes. He says to go into the town, you heal people, and you're sharing the good news. And if then they reject, then you shake the dust off. And we see that exactly with Sodom. We see uh, the grace of God being poured out into Sodom. Uh, blessing, because uh, Lot, the rich, godly man, goes and lives among them. And then before we see uh, the judgment, we see firstly the chastisement, because Sodom and the other cities of the plain were subject to um, foreign domination mm-hmm. but then we see the deliverance of God because Abraham rescues Lot and he rescues all the people and the goods of Sodom and we see the witness of God because uh, Abraham says I've raised my hand to the Lord God most high and he says I will accept nothing from you when when the king of Sodom wants to recompense uh, Abraham uh, for, for giving him back his kingdom uh, he says, I will accept nothing belonging to you. You'll never be able to say, I made Abraham rich. So there's a powerful witness there, Nick. Mm-hmm. And then there's a warning as Lot says to the men of Sodom, don't do this wicked thing. And there's still the delayed execution because while that one righteous man, Lot, is in the city, the destruction cannot occur. The angel says to him, I cannot do anything until you, and the Hebrew is singular, mm. I cannot do anything until you, the one man of God, reach it. That's the fifth of the, of the cities. Uh, it was that fifth one that was, that was spared, yes. which was Zoar. So, so, so four were destroyed and one was spared because that's where the righteous man went. So the long answer to, to your question, Nick, is that we've got to see the grace of God at work here. The last thing God wants to do is to judge. Mm. And before he judges, he blesses, he chastises, he delivers, he gives witness, he gives warning, delayed execution, and then finally, of course, is that uh, ultimate judgment. So yes. let's th- let's major on the grace of God as we look at uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and even even uh, the judgment to come. Good to hear that, uh, Davy. Because yeah, you're right. We we really need to uh, look at the grace of God. He's so merciful, mm. so patient with us or long suffering, you know, as the Bible puts it. Uh, before I ask you the last question, uh, I know this one, uh, I'd like to relate a little bit more with our topic because uh, as I said, we're talking with hell and fire and everlasting fire and mm. so on and so forth. And mm. uh, as we read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, you may read that says that the fire is going forever and forever, you know, and the smoke is ascending, you know, um, but I would like to ask this question first, and if we have time, we may come to, to that a little bit more. Uh, what lesson, then, may we draw from the destruction of uh, Sodom 
and Gomorrah. Yes, we, we need to recognize, Nick, that God always places his people in order to minister. Mm. And for their sake, the city is spared. In fact, you remember the countdown. Uh, Abraham goes from 50 and 45 all the way down. He stops at 10. He could have gone down to 1, and the book of Jeremiah makes that point, where, Jer- where God says, if you can find one righteous man in Jerusalem, I'll spare the city for the sake of the one. Mm. And, and Lot proves that because until he left, the city could not be destroyed. But we see Lot, and this is in the New Testament, in Second Peter chapter 2, he was regarded as a righteous man who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men. For that righteous man living among them, day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. We, as God's people, we need to be wrestling with what's going on in our community. And we see Lot just loving people. When those angels came into the square, he goes out to meet them and he says, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way. And then we see him standing up to the men of Sodom and he goes out, he shuts the door behind them as he says, no, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. There's a huge misunderstanding there where it seems that he's offering his virgin daughters, but he's not really doing that at all. He is really saying it would be better for you to take my virgin daughters who are in fact engaged to your own men, the passage Mm. says, than for me to let you come in and violate the guest's or under the protection of my roof. And you can tell that he wasn't seriously offering them. He was using what we call hyperbole because of their response. They were outraged. Get out of their way. They said, we'll treat you worse than them. And they said, this man, he comes among us and he wants to play the judge. So the, the, the anger that's provoked is proof that it wasn't a serious offer. It was just a, a an example of hyperbole where he's bringing conviction of sin to, to the men of Sodom because of their wickedness. So uh, we need to be like Lot. We need to restore Lot into our thinking and see his great heart of concern and his tremendous love and ambition, uh, willingness to, to be precise about sin and, uh, and to be uh, someone who really warns about the impending judgment if people will not turn in faith. That's great. Uh, and David, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, Sodom and Gomorrah is not burning uh, right now. They are all long gone. And yeah. um, God dealt with that, with the judgment of yeah. uh, those uh, cities. Before we finish this uh, interview, is that um, God is a merciful God. God indeed uh, promised to all of us a future and a better place, a better life. Uh, and we must be foolish not to uh, take on board, you know, uh, God's offer um, and keep going with this struggle on this uh, life and, um, you know, being um, tempted on uh, on the life which uh, uh, doesn't bring any good. Uh, thank, yeah, thank you so much, David, for uh, coming with us uh, uh, via Zoom from uh, Portagasta. Uh, really enjoying your time with us. And uh, may God bless you as you continue to go and share through the Family Voice of Australia all around uh, the good news, the gospel, and uh, keep it up, uh, David, with, uh, with the good Thank work you. you're doing. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. Looking forward to see you again. Okay. Faith FM in your pocket? Just go to faithfm.com.au on your phone and you can listen anywhere and anytime. And you're back with uh, Nick Rita and Tracy Papandreou on Drive Time BQ&A. Uh, Tracy, just before the break, we said that we'll um, 
give our listeners uh, something. Yeah, yes. we have a special offer today. Yes, we do. As as always, we've got a, a book on offer, and there was a a, a lot of um, troubling things that that David talked about, and certainly you know we're in troubled times at, at present. So we're offering a book called The Path to Peace, Finding Hope in a Troubled World. And uh, it basically just says, I read a bit of the synopsis, uh, peace, money can't buy it, intellect can't procure it, wisdom can't attain to it. You can never hope but by your own efforts to secure it. But God offers it to you as a gift without money and without price. And so this book, The Path to Peace, is our gift to you today. So um, we need people to text in. And what's that number, Nick? Again, it's 04888-80811. So just text in um, with the, the words, The Path to Peace, and all your details, and we'd be happy to get that out to you. Yes, uh, it's very important to have your details there, you know, your name and address because it will be easy to uh, to post it to you. But uh, we are very happy also to get in touch with you via uh, a phone call if that uh, that's what you choose. Now, uh, just a little bit about uh, Tracy because uh, if you just tune in and you may not know who Tracy is, she's a, a very active and passionate uh, Bible student, you know, she's uh, uh, active in uh, Brighton Church here in South Australia, and um, yeah, as I said, she's very passionate to to spread the good news, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't want to keep it to myself. No, <laughs> and we, all of us, we are here just to share with yeah. our uh, listener. And uh, now, um, Tracy. As I mentioned earlier, we talked about this with David also. Uh, was quite a interesting topic for the whole week about um, hell and judgment and you know uh, all those things. Um, but we are going to look a little bit in, on a positive aspect. And I know the question which we asked really uh, today in our program is: uh, Doesn't God promise a future? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, is in the media anywhere else? When you look out there, you see only, you know, destruction and darkness and bad news. And, you know, um, we only have to listen to the news reports, uh, both locally or uh, globally, for a week or (laughs) more two, uh, to know that our world is in a terrible, terrible state. You Mm. know, it's in a terrible state. As time goes on... Things don't seem to be improving, but even getting worse. Mm. Now, can we realistically expect things to go better, Tracy? Well, as you said, Nick, there's just so much going on, you know, so, so much difficulty in this world right now. I can just think about homelessness is a big issue that we're dealing with. We had here in Adelaide, one of our counsellors woke up one morning this week to have a homeless man in her house mm. who believed he was in his house. Uh, you know, so so homelessness and, and housing crisis is, is huge. Crime and violence is, is on the up and up. We know there's trade tensions. Look at the tension between Australia and China at, mm. at this point in time. You know, and and there's wars and rumours of wars, as as is talked about in the Bible. Not to mention the pandemic that we're that we're di- that we're currently. 
dealing with. So, so yes, it's certainly trying times that we've never like like we've never had before. Um, but yes, we can expect things to get better eventually. The Bible gives us solid hope for a better life with the Lord. It's not God's desire to destroy, but to but to build up. So, so hang on, there is help coming. Oh, you're saying here there is solid hope. What hope does the Bible uh, provide, Tracy? So the Bible acknowledges that humankind faces tremendous problems. It doesn't shy away from it. It's it's actually quite out there. It also gives us an indication that many of those problems will continue on. So, for example, in Matthew twenty six eleven, Jesus actually said, For you have the poor with you always, but me you don't have always. However, it, the Bible promises that these problems will end when Jesus' kingdom comes to reign. All right. Uh, can you give us some example? you know, of those promises or a yeah. bit more from the Bible? Sure, sure. We need to give some solid evidence, don't we, rather mm. than, than the, just the fluffy statements because we're talking about eternal things here. So let's just talk about, or let's talking about the homelessness issue before. Mm-hmm. Well, in Isaiah 65:21, we're told, and this is about in heaven, they will build houses and dwell in them, They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. So we know we're going to have a house. We know, you know, the whole mortgage worries, the whole of that, that's going to be in the past and we'll just have our own home, which um, Jesus has actually prepared for us. He's taking care of that. Yes, yes. Well, he's prepared a city home for us, but we'll also actually um, build our own homes as well. So, Mm. you know, I'm I'm not very good with a nail and hammer right now, but, you know, he's obviously going to give us those those skills also too in john 14 2 to 3 he says in my father's house are many rooms if it were not so i would have told you i'm going there to prepare a place for you so this is jesus talking to the disciples before he actually uh, departed back into heaven after he was resurrected resurrected and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where i am so people are going to enjoy their own home without crippling mortgages difficulty juggling finances having to work all the time to be able to just just survive mm, so mm. so that's the homeless issue what about the crime and the violence so uh, Micah 4.4 4 tells us, But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of the hosts has spoken. So, you know, all of that um, fear, you know, that we have to lock our doors and, and you know, we... we we have to protect ourselves. We won't have that fear anymore. How nice will that be? And even though I grew up in a place where uh, we never had to lock uh, our doors or we left our things in the field, you know, uh, I still had that fear of something being taken from me. Yes. You know, uh, but yeah, that's a very important promise there, real hope there. Yes, yes. You might have left the thing in your f- in the field, but you weren't always sure when you went back it was going to be there, mm. you know. So, so yeah, we won't have to worry about that. And also Psalm 37.10 says, For yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more. 
Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. So, you know, um, all of that evil, uh, you know, the, the the murders and the atrocities and all of that that's that's that currently goes on in this world, that just won't be a part of it. Can you imagine? Mm. You know? None of that that those awful graphic things that that we hear about in in the news. So, and what about sickness and disease? You know. Think about cancer. We, you know, we're we're hearing all the time more and more people. You know, and, and Tracy, not that. only that we're hearing that in, let's say, on the news or in the media. I hear that. Yes. You know, uh, people telling me almost, almost every day. Yes. You know about something going on. You know, some sort of illness or uh, yes. hardship or all those things. We are we are facing this and we are witnessing. This every day of, of our life. Absolutely. I know um, in my previous prayer group in my church before I came to Adelaide and also in my prayer group here at Brighton, you know, every week there's, there's, a, there's a new thing that, that's added, you know, a, a new sickness or a new difficulty that we, that we hear about, you know. So there's, there's certainly a lot of suffering that, that people are dealing with. But Isaiah thirty three twenty four tells us, And the inhabitant shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. So, so not only the physical sickness, but the, the sickness that comes from sin, that will all be removed from us as well. Mm. You know, there's a spiritual sickness as well as a physical sickness. Absolutely. That's, that's and Tracy, just here I'd like to, to invite uh, our listener. If you are listening, you know, here in Adelaide, and if you're going through some difficulties in your life, you know, we are here to support, to mm. pray mm. together, to do the things which uh, a Christian should do. Yes. And uh, thank you for mentioning that, uh, you know, you are uh, a part of a prayer group, which is not just sporadically or occasionally. No. It's a very uh, important to be part of your life. Yeah. Yes. And we would like to hear from you if you have something to share with us and uh, and to support, you know. Absolutely. If, if, if the listeners, uh, have any particular needs for, for prayer requests, send those in to us, you know, because I know personally I'll take them back to my prayer group at, at Brighton Church. You know, we're very committed and we're seeing great answers to prayer mm. as well, you know, so, so. Yeah, very much so. We like to hear from listeners that need that support, you know, and I'll put in a plug for our prayer group as well. You know, if you're looking to be part of a prayer group, and I just encourage everyone to um, to, to participate in a prayer group in their church or start something because it really is a rewarding experience. It will really bring you closer to God. And, uh, yes, Brighton, um, Brighton Church in Hove, um, in um, Amelia Street in Hove, uh, we have that every Wednesday night from six thirty p.m. So we here we go. If you live around the, yes. uh, that place, but uh, you can Google and any yes. any church uh, in uh, in Australia <laughs> and whatever you you listen and yeah, you are uh, living, uh, you you'll find that if you. If you like, yeah. All right, and, uh, and hang on. Let me just add another one because we've got all of these promises. Revelation twenty one four, and I love this one. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So people won't have to deal with disabilities or getting sick. The Bible also promises that death will be no more. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, I think that it's time to take a short break here, Tracy. And I've got uh, line up here, Gavin Chatelier with a beautiful song, uh, Rainbow Promise. Please stay with us. Uh, this is Fate FM uh, Drive Time Big Q&A. I watch the raindrops on my window And saw the blue skies break through the dark clouds Beheld the colors of the rainbow And I know your hand is there And I know that you are here Even when dark clouds come my way You've done more than paint a rainbow You proved your love like no one ever could There have been times when I have failed you never had to be I let the dark clouds blot out my rainbow And let my blue skies turn to grey And I know that you are here Even when dark clouds come my way Paint a rainbow You proved your love like no one ever could
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. And our question for today in particular is, uh, doesn't God promise a future? That was a wonderful song, uh, Tracy, by Gabon uh, Chetelier. And uh, indeed, not that God painted that beautiful rainbow and a promise that he will never destroy this world mm. through through a flood but every day god is painting yes every you know, time we see the rainbow that's a reminder of yes, that promise but you know whatever you're going through mm. and we know that each one of us we are going through some difficult times mm. and i'm referring that to You, my dear listener, you know, if you struggle in a way or the other, that's why we are here, not just to talk about, you know, theory or, uh, you know, to make it realistic. Mm. We are here to support each other, to pray for each other, to um, encourage each other, mm. because God promises that he will take us through. Amen. Now, Tracy, after... Um, uh, Those beautiful promises which you share with us, you know, just before the break, uh, um, how can people know that they can trust these promises literally? You know, uh, that they they are not just poetic statements. Mm, mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. We can trust because the one who promises these things is God. It's so different than a human giving a promise. Uh, we've got the divine ruler of the universe is the one who gives this promise. God's trustworthy. You know, the Bible says that God can't lie. Titus 1-2 talks about the hope of eternal life, and it says, which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time. Mm. So, you know, the word tells us that, that, that God just doesn't doesn't lie. And only God has the ability to tell the future. You know, the Bible contains countless examples that prove whatever God foretells always comes true. It might take some time, mm -hmm. but it always comes true. And we don't have the time to go into it in this program, um, Nick. But so many prophetic Um, uh, things spoken of in the Bible have, have, have come to pass. You know, even people being named, you know, hundreds of years before they were born and being told of when they would be born, all of that kind of yes. thing. It's just so, so much in the Bible. And God has the power to solve our problems. <clears throat> He's the ruler of the universe. You know, if there's anyone who can solve our problems, it's 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 him. We just have to put our trust in him. And the Bible says that God has the power to do everything he pleases to do. So Psalm 135, 5-6 says, I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens, on the earth, in the seas and all their depths, you know. So if there's anyone I want to be on board trying to work on my problem, that's 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 the Lord. But one of the big things too, God wants to help us because he loves us. You know, God is the definition of love. We know what love is because it's God who planted that in us. Yes. And so in 1 John 4:16 it says and we have known and believed that the love that God has for us God is love 
And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And that great one that many of us you know, know by heart, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And listen to this. He loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. That, that's incredible love, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, if somebody who loves me that much, I have no problem trusting what they tell me about mm. the future. Uh, Tracy, I may push it a little bit and mm-hmm. ask you again a little bit in this way. Um, if God wants to help us and has the power to help us, why do we still experience so many problems? I mean, I met so many people who will ask that question. Mm. And as I said, even people who believe in God and Trust in God. They will still ask something. Why? Yes. Why God? Yes. What can you share in this regard? Yeah, and and those situations can be discouraging, especially if we're kind of waiting for uh, a situation to turn around, or we're we're waiting for the evil to to be removed, and and all we do is we see more and more evil happening in this world. Well, I would answer that by. Um, reminding the listeners, and we've talked about this in previous programs, um, about um, the parable of the wheat and the tears. And this is Jesus explaining to his disciples, and it says, another parable he put forth to them. This is his disciples saying, the kingdom is of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. And and so uh, the parable that that um, Jesus has used here is to basically say that the tears, which were let's say the bad seed, which was sown amongst the good seed, and that's a, a metaphor for you know the believers, the followers, and the non non believers. Sure. And uh, the the servants, you know, they they were astounded at this, and they said, um, you know. Should we should we pull out the weeds? Should we pull out the, the, the tears? And he said, no, lest while you gather up the tears, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, and we know the time of harvest is a metaphor for the end of, end of time. Yes. I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn. So that's a reference to um, the, the the final destruction of, of the wicked. Of the wicked, yes. In, in um, what's been referred to as hellfire, etc., previously. So there is this period of time where evil has to run its course, where people have to understand, you know, the, the fullness of of. Of evil, so that they will turn away completely. But it's also not just that; it's that God wants to give every possible person the opportunity to make that decision for Him, and it's it's a decision that a person has to deliberately actually make. The Holy Spirit is always working, trying to bring non-believers and um, people who have not given their life to God, trying to bring them on board to to understand the, the love of God. Mm-hmm. God's love is the reason for the delay, and we know that through um, 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 
Oh, that, that's sobering what you just said the last bit there that God doesn't want anyone to perish, which means some will perish. Unfortunately, yes. But there doesn't have to be anyone. Everyone has the opportunity. Everyone has, has the, the, the ability to draw on the power of the Holy Spirit that's given to those when, um, given to people when they give their lives to God. And the Holy Spirit is pursuing people. Mm. He's, he's pursuing people, you know, and it's not until, you know, people, the, the Holy Spirit knows that there's just absolute rejection there. There's no hope that that person is going to accept God, that that's when maybe the Holy Spirit begins to pursue a little bit less. Mm. And there are things, uh, Tracy, which uh, people are taking for uh, granted, you know, uh, many times. And, uh, yeah, this is one of the things which we need to be very um, intentional in putting ourselves right with God because God did everything what he could. But are we going to respond to that offer which God gave us? Um, yeah, uh, to me it was just just very sobering when uh, when you mentioned that you know that uh, God doesn't want us to perish, which no. means there will be people who will perish because they are not going to listen to this. And Nick, can you can you imagine the pain that's in God's heart? You know, he's 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 seeking. You know, to draw people to him, and and when people just flat out reject, mm. you know, that that just mis- must be such a a painful thing. Yeah, and just looking back to that, um, you know, uh, parable of the the wheat and the tares. You know, uh, um, uh, Tracy, as you share, and I, I'm just wanted to to deliver this message now that don't be discouraged no, no. if you see things going on which doesn't. They don't look right, you know. You may think this is hypocrisy. You may think this is not right. Look at these Christians or all those things. Don't look at that. Look at what God promises and look how God is nurturing everything. And because of you, maybe, you know, he's not pulling out some of the stuff yes. uh, because he wants to uh, to protect you. Uh, when will this uh, new life come into being and what will bring about the change? Mm, mm. Well, the new life comes when Jesus returns, so the return of Jesus, when he comes to take his followers home, that that's when we'll come into that fullness. So the wheat is mature mm-hmm. and ready to be harvested at that time. That's a point where he knows that, Everyone who's going to make that decision has made that decision. So Matthew twenty four fourteen tells us, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So that tells us that that's the trigger, mm-hmm. that when everybody has had their opportunity to, they've, they've had the gospel preached to them, they've had the opportunity to understand, and so they are making that, um, they are making that decision in a deliberate, informed way, so God can um, God can can come and deliver the the judgment. Um, you know, based on everyone got a fair chance. Yes. You know? Yes. So, uh, so yeah, and um, 
how that's going to come about too. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.16 gives us a window into that. So it says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. It sounds so fantastic, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Can you imagine being there? And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with him in the clouds, to with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. So that's actually how, you know, it's going to to all unfold, and 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 this is what we have. Also, we, we we've got the heaven, uh, we've got a life in heaven. But there will be a time when the new city Jerusalem will actually um, descend back to a remade earth, and we're told about that as well in Revelation twenty one one to eight. It tells us about the new heavens and the new earth. This was John in mm. um, in in vision, where um, the Holy Spirit was was giving him a vision about what that would be would be like and uh, it says and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people you know so we'll have God dwelling with us you know that that's that's just amazing all right. Well, uh, time is going very fast, uh, but I don't want to to come to to conclude today uh, before I was I was going to mention again this uh, beautiful uh, offer which we have for today. Um, it is peace that you need, heaven's forgiveness, and peace and love in the soul. Money cannot buy it. No. Intellect cannot procure it. Wisdom cannot attain to it. You can never hope by your own efforts to secure it. But God offers it to you as a gift Mm. without money and without price. And this is what we want to give you today, the path to peace, finding hope in a troubled world. Please don't hesitate to send us a message on 04-888-8081 and uh, request this wonderful book. Now, Tracy, uh, I will ask you to summarize and provide a few final thoughts if you can. Sure. Um, We just want to leave people with a positive um, note out of today. Yes, there's difficulty. Yes, there's more difficulty to come. We all understand it's not good now and it's not going to get better here on on earth. We can be buffered from some of the difficulties though if we follow the Lord's counsel and wisdom found in the Bible for how to live our lives here on earth. You know, there's so much wisdom in the Bible. Um and when we put our lives in line with that, you know, we can we can um, actually avoid some of the difficulties that, that might come our way. When Jesus returns, he's going to take all of his followers home to be with him. Our new city, the new Jerusalem, will eventually be returned to the earth which has been remade. There'll be no more sickness, pain, poverty, struggles or fear. What a wonderful place. Who wouldn't want to be there? You know, I just think that's uh, something I certainly want to um get on board with so so yeah those are those are pretty much the things that that are i wanted to leave people people with we don't want people to have a sense of hopelessness because there is hope 
the hope is 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 in the Lord, giving it all to the Lord, and and He can make all of the all of the difference. Yes, there is difficulty. You know, the Bible doesn't shy away from that. We don't shy away from it. Um, and as much as it's hard to understand, um, you know, the Lord allows that to run its course because of His love. He wants everyone possible to come on board to um, to 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 take him up you know mm. take up his up his offer choose life is what is what he wants him and when you look at um what's there for us you know can you imagine you know none mm. of these worries that we have these days they'll just be gone and the best part of all is that God will live among us. Amen. You know, Amen for that. Now we asked uh, the question, you know, at the beginning of this program, uh, doesn't God promise a future? And we learn uh, uh, through the Bible that God is so keen uh, to have uh, us all with him. Yes. And he gave us so many promises in the Bible, but he's looking after us right now in all aspects of life. Absolutely. And you just need to connect with God through a prayer. Mm. Uh, just, just commit yourself to God. If you haven't done this before, why not do it right now? Mm, and take his word seriously too, mm. where he gives counsel. You know, take that on board. Don't just read that as, oh, yeah, that's what the Bible says. If he says, you know, live your life this way, he's our creator. He knew what would work best for us. Yeah. So, yeah. As Tracy is going to pray for us um, to, to finish this program, again, just don't hesitate to give your heart to God, to mm. Jesus mm. right now. Tracy, how would you like to lead us in prayer? Love to. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to um, read your word, Lord, to learn of the promises that you have in your word, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you for who you are, that you are the Alpha, you are the Omega, you know the beginning from the end, and you're seeking to guide us to the better life, to a great future, Lord. That's what you want for us. Father, I pray for all our listeners, Lord, that you will open up their their hearts and their mind to understand what you want them to understand, Lord, to bring them into a closer walk with you and therefore a more wise walk, Lord, um, a more learned walk in you, dear Lord. We just need to give our lives to you, but that's not always easy to give every aspect to you. So, Lord, help us. Send your Holy Spirit, Lord, to um, work even further on on us, Lord, and deeper on us, that we are always growing in you with a deeper and closer walk with you always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Tracy. And thank you for joining uh, Nick Rita today and Tracy Papandreou for uh, this program, big uh, Q&A. on, on drive time, but please join us again when we are going to look at another subject, the Bible, physical health, and spirituality. I'm looking forward to this program because I believe it's very, uh, very important to, uh, to know how to live healthy and to be very holistic. Um, would like to leave you with a, with a promise from uh, John chapter 14, uh, verse 20. Uh, Seven, which says, I'm leaving you with a gift, 
peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. I'm leaving you with a beautiful song, Standing on the Promises.